hello, everybody. Welcome again to another special episode of the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. This is Angelo Gargero. I am once again joined with my dude and my bra from another ma, Brandon Robertson. What's up, brother? Yo, yo, yo. What's happening, man? We are coming at you live from the Spinning Thoughts Podcast World Music Megaplex at Evergreen Studio. Joined with two special guests today. Tell our listeners who they are, Angelo. Well, we've got Mr. Danny Lama and Johnny Lager from the band out in Mars, Pennsylvania, Dizzy Woosh. Gentlemen, how's it going tonight? Hey, what's happening, guys? Thanks for having us. You Not a so problem welcome. at all. Hey, um, so we know that Dizzy Woosh has got some killer stuff coming down the pipeline here this week. We're going to dive into all those details, but before we do, we want to build up the suspense and the energy here for our listeners. So we're going to get to some of that stuff. We want our listeners to get to know Dizzy Woosh if they don't already know you guys. So bring us up to speed on who the Woosh are and uh, what you do with the band and uh, what your sound is. So it's a really weird question to ask a band what their sound is. <laughs> right? But, I know. But I, you know, you know, certainly want to want to welcome you aboard the the mothership. Yes, uh, it feels good. And uh, Brandon. Brandon, I I understand that the beard is looking extra amazing tonight. Oh, you'll hear you'll hear <laughs> him scratching it throughout the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I couldn't be there in person to, uh, to 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 witness the power of the beard, but uh, yeah. So so yeah, that's that's just an odd you know fucked up question to ask somebody in a band like like what do they sound like? Yeah, Dizzy why not? Woosh sounds like Dizzy Woosh, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, so we don't we don't really have any. Um, any answer for that next next question (laughs) (laughs) oh come on listen we we know we've listened to your band multiple times you guys definitely have a sound i know you are extremely unique and we dig that about you but you have to have your own perception of your band don't you well you know we've been working at that for nine years almost nearly a decade uh angelo and uh we still haven't haven't come up with any positive results as far as uh how to identify ourselves, you know, that's kind of part of the mystique of, uh, of what is Dizzy Woosh, you know, um, we, we kind of, uh, we kind of just do our own thing and just, just roll with the punches and, uh, you know, the final product is the final product and it's just sort of, uh, paved its own pathway here over the, nearly the last decade of, of, uh, Dizzy, uh, Woosh-tory, you know what I mean? You guys definitely do fly your own saucer, um, you know, <laughs> out there in, in the, uh, you know, uh, outer space out the yeah you really do and i really like that about you guys uh, let's do just a little formal introduction then on who danny llama is and who johnny logger is what you guys participate or kind of provide to the band oh sure sure yeah um well uh, you know uh, my name is johnny logger and uh sort of uh sort of was part of uh the uh, the foundation of dizzy woosh we, we started it as a as a side side project most of us had come from other bands and uh and you know we've all we've been friends for for a very long time and uh and uh, it started out as a side project in the garage and we uh we quickly realized that there was something going on here and uh you know we'd get together and do some jam sessions and our ears would perk up and we we said you know what maybe we got to take this a little bit more seriously and uh, and that's exactly what we did awesome and johnny logger what do you do with the band what's your uh contribution uh, i am the uh, rhythm acoustic guitar player i am uh also the singer and songwriter all right excellent very cool Mr. Llama, what do you got to add? Well, I was a uh, I was a lead guitar player for a long time, but when I met these guys, I became a bass player. I never really looked back. So, uh, so, so I, I play bass with uh, Dizzy Woosh. Uh, once in a while, they allow me to play the guitar or the banjo, um, but uh, but I am the bass player. Uh, I do contribute uh, to the songwriting. So does everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, uh, an, an organic 
experience. We all sort of just uh, you know feed off of each other, get out of each other's way whenever we need to, and that's <laughs> really what what makes the band uh, work because uh, because it's all sort of a shared experience really since since day one. Yeah, you guys do seem to be on a, a different level like collectively together, which is something that I've always appreciated since I've known you all and seen you guys play in, in different capacities because you do have, you're kind of like a chameleon. I mean, you, you do have different sets all the time. You, you can strip down and, and do like a full acoustic. And when you say acoustic, I feel like that leads people in a different direction because it doesn't feel acoustic right, right, right. because there's so well, much going on. You know, we've considered ourselves a two-headed monster for quite a while now. We've been able to, to go do these acoustic shows, and, and uh, you know, we're the same six members of the band, uh, but depending on, on the format of the show, you know, we're playing different instruments, and, uh, you know, we can go out and rock a, a shoebox-sized stage on our acoustic instruments, or we can go out on a big stage and, and, and play full electric. Um, the cool thing is, is that the songs translate either way pretty well, you know what I mean? They really do, and they sound different, but they obviously there's similarity. So what it does, you have a really loyal fan base for those who don't know. Yeah, there's no question about and that. And so for that large loyal fan base that you have, your Martians or whatever you might refer to them as, um, <laughs> uh, maybe I just helped you come up with a term. I don't know, but um, sure, sure. <laughs> but you give them something new to hear every single time they come out and see it. And again, they're super loyal, and I could see why they are. Um, before yeah, I ask you. Yeah. The next question, is there a guitar center in outer space? Do you call it Star Center? How do you guys get your equipment? <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Guitar Center, but, you know, I, I like to support the, the, the smaller businesses, the, uh, the family-owned and operated, you know. Where everyone's than the monsters, I got you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you know, the Walmart of uh, guitar shops, if you will, is not really my cup of tea, but in real life, we're all self-supportive uh, or self-sufficient, you know, we... We've been uh, we've been keeping up on our instruments, uh, you know, all along the way, and um, you know we don't rely on things like Kickstarter and uh, GoFundMe, things like that. You know, Dizzy Wish has saved every penny since the day we started in 2007. That's kind of I think what makes us a little bit different is the fact that we sort of have a very um, uh, structured uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for. You know, we we, we just. Um, we we just put everything back into it. We don't we don't get a lot out of it. We don't take a lot away from it. You know, uh, like I said, we've saved every penny since since the very beginning, and and that's the kind of stuff that keeps us uh, keeps us rolling with CDs and merchandise and things like it's that. It's a symbiotic you know? relationship that you have with yourselves. It's pretty interesting. Absolutely. And from what I understand, you guys actually for the first year, maybe from what oh seven to oh eight, you actually had to pay your like band to to go to practice, right? <laughs> Well, it was it was like a membership due, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, we we would show up every Monday. We've been practicing religiously every Monday since 2007. Yep. And uh, you know, that first year when we were we had no money in the bank, you know, we uh, we would we would certainly pay five dollars five dollars a person to uh, to play. And uh, you know, we were able to save up a couple hundred bucks real quick and get that first CD out there back in 2009. What do you guys try to accomplish at these practices? Because I actually had on my list of things to talk to you about was your Monday night practices. I think it's fantastic that you're very committed to that, and that's what makes you guys so strong musically and also so diverse. So what do you try to accomplish at these practices? Is it the same thing? Is it just kind of off the cuff? Yeah, really sort of. I mean, it's situational really depending on on maybe what we have coming up. Um, you know, if, we, if we're, we're going to be playing a certain kind of set, since we, we are sort of that two-headed monster and, and, and we play different things, uh, 
we'll rehearse for the next show based on what that show is going to require of us. You know? And what we, what we kind of expect of the crowd is going to be like, too. You know, we played uh, different different venues and different bars, and, you know, uh, some of the places might be a little bit more, um, they, they might be expecting some rock and roll. You don't want to show up there, uh, you know, and not play rock and roll. So right. the, the, cool, the cool thing that we, we kind of do is we, we, we never try to do the same show twice, and I think, you know, a lot of bands will fall into a, a habit of, uh, they'll establish a set list and they'll play that set list repetitively for for a long time. You know, we we try to make sure that every show is different than the last, and and uh, and uh, you know, it's not going to be the same the next time. You know, either. If and we've we've honestly done that. We've we've established that set, and we've and we've played it too many times in a row. And and over the years, you you learn that 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 it's really not what it's about. You know, and and when when we all decided to just sort of take a step back. Um, from trying to, you know, produce the same thing or, or, or try to make, you know, a, a square peg fit into a round hole. You know, it really opened up the doors for us because it allowed us to sort of be free and, 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 and really do what we want um, when we want and, and not keep playing the same stuff over and over. And, and it's just made it more fun. Yeah, and well, I, and that evolution that, shows that in the music, contributed too. contributed to our, our longevity, you know. Yeah, right under a decade, which is impressive. If you guys were to not be at a practice on a Monday night, where else would you want to be? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, probably playing a show for sure. That, that's, that's probably where we'd end up. So, and again, I know it's pretty religious, these Monday practices. Just give me an idea. In one year, in a full 365-day calendar, how many Monday practices do you guys not fulfill? Uh, it's very few and far in between, you know, um, that's, that's like I said, that's the one thing that's really kept us, kept this ball rolling, uh, for nearly a decade. You know, when we first started, I mean, we were, we weren't teenagers, but we were, we were, we were younger and, you know, we've, the band in, in the last 10 years has been through, um, so many, uh, so many weddings and, and childbirths and, you know, our, our guitar player, Eric's a grandfather now. He, wow. You know, <laughs> also so, a vampire, which is, which is cool. yeah, that's even creepier. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, you, you know, we have a vampire and a tie-dyed werewolf, so that keeps that, that keeps <laughs> things interesting. You know, that does make it a little interesting. Uh, so to to start to get a little bit closer to some of the really cool stuff that you guys have coming up this week, what I want to chat about here a little bit is you got a new album coming out. So let's yep, chat about right. this new album. What's it called? And give us some idea behind where it was recorded and things like that. Does that does that bottle of bourbon have a headphone jack? <laughs> does it does it sound like it does? Okay, good. So we recorded the record in uh, in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, with, with a gentleman named uh, named Fred Weaver, uh, who uh, who is is really truly from outer space. He's, uh, he's, he's an amazing amazing individual uh, with uh, with a great uh, a great grasp on the recording arts. And, uh, and and we really learned a lot working with Fred and and feel like we've we've produced you know the, the best thing that we've done as a band collectively you know as a project yeah agreed agreed yeah, is- the, 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 the cool thing with Fred was that he sort of uh, he, uh, he wasn't as familiar you know we, we, we traveled nearly three hours to get back and forth from the studio wow. uh, earlier earlier this year recording it so you know he wasn't really in the loop but what was really cool was when we presented him with the, with the tracks that we had proposed to uh, record for the record you know he um, he really he really took it to a next level and uh, and uh, and sort of steered us in that direction and we it, and it allowed us to sort of get more creative 
what, what you know what's the sound and what we were looking for. But uh, but ultimately he had a, he had a lot to do, uh, quite frankly, with with the, the finished product and and the overall sound of of what this this fourth record uh, has become. How long did this whole process take to record this uh, well, fourth we, record? We, we started recording this record in January uh, through about April. I think Dan and I were up there in May just to do the, the edit, the last minute edits, and uh, you know, then it went to ma- mixing and mastering, and and uh, and we finally got hard copy prints right now, and uh, and this is the week we're going to release it. So it took it took just about just about ten months or okay. so to get this whole. Thing. And the name of the album is Wormholes to Wooshville, correct? Correct. That's right. All right. So where the hell is Wooshville? <laughs> Well, it, it's it's right in between, uh, you know, it's right in between Mars, Pennsylvania, and and uh, the other end, the opposite end of the galaxy. You know what I mean? Um, it, 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 there really is no Wooshville, but in real life, it's all Wooshville. You, you know. So um, uh, here's my question about Wooshville, and, and part of me believes that it actually does exist, and oh, you, you does, just don't does. want us to know. It does. So well, I think it was a, it was it was a nice way that he that he tried to cover up the location. Yeah. I don't think we need we need to go down this road. Uh, we agreed before the interview that we were not going to talk about the location of Wooshville. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I, I'm an asshole. Okay. All right. All right. So we do you think if you put something on on restriction that we're not going to come straight out and ask? We we press the red button over here. At the Spinning Thoughts podcast. I respect your style. All right, so moving on, but kind of on the same topic. So, if Wooshville did exist, or you don't have to confirm nor deny it, but if Wooshville did exist, I got two questions about Wooshville. Okay, number one, what is Wooshville's national animal? National. <laughs> yeah, a penguin, right? Uh, sure. That's that's a that's a tough question. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> well, if you didn't expect that one, I got another one that you probably didn't expect. This one's gonna be good. Um, so if Wooshville did exist and if Wooshville had a national anthem, how might that national anthem sound? <laughs> you, know, you know what, Angela, think about, think about Wooshville, um, as, and, and think about all those, all those records that you love to listen to yeah. and, and how, how those albums take you to a certain place. Um, and, and you sort of feel like they're, they're telling you a story about your life and your neighborhood and the shit that, they, that you've been dealing with all week. Right. Yeah. So that's the idea behind Wooshville, to be perfectly honest with you. It's it's where you are whenever you're hearing it. Um, and I think that that's a brilliant way to to present it to us. What what I was hoping to get from the question, though, so I'm going to see if I can get it from you. A was a melody. Way. I want to hear, like, don't, yeah, a melody of what the national anthem might sound like for Wooshville. <laughs> the national anthem. I don't know, but you know what? We'll get we'll get working on that, and we'll probably put it on the fifth record. How about that? That sounds Fantastic, good to me. Fantastic. That yeah. sounds good to me. I can deal with that. Now I got a question for <laughs> for both you guys. Now coming from a, a band, uh, as you guys know, Angelo and I uh, play together in a band called Even Three, and we have our own kind of process as uh, as to songwriting and and putting those songs together in an album. How does your process work? Well, it's pretty simple. You know, every, so, anybody can bring an idea to the table. The, the magical thing about Dizzy Woosh is that, uh, you know, once, once the initial idea or chord progression or song has been presented, uh, the rest of the guys are pretty, pretty fantastic about uh, filling in the blanks and, and making the song, you know, ten times more awesome than, than uh, whatever we thought it was to begin with, you know? Right. Um, that, that's the magical part about jamming with these, with these guys. So when you record, uh, are you recording track by track? Are you recording uh, all, all six members playing at the same time? How does that work for you guys? 
Well, in the, on the most recent recording, the the one that, that you're listening to, mm-hmm. uh, we we all were were able to set up and and capture the live vibe. So so it was all of us playing at the same time. That's awesome. That's uh, enviable. It's an enviable uh, trait or or way to go about it. Well, I dig. well, it's it, it, it's also incredibly inexpensive to do it that way because studio <laughs> time is is so crazy outrageous. It is, <laughs> it is precious time. Um, and uh, just to clarify for the listeners, because we, we're getting some sounds coming through. Sean, you're at an open mic right now as we're recording this on Wednesday night, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, I, I host an open mic every other Wednesday at, at a local bar here um, uh, out here in Pennsylvania. And uh, I was supposed to start at nine, but I, I got some I got some people and they're just they're just waiting. They, they know what I'm doing and and uh, and they're OK with it. And that uh, is very, very awesome that you are committed to the music that way. Mr. Logger, um, what I want to get from you guys now is the idea behind Hallowoosh. Now, I don't want to go into specifics just yet on the one coming up this weekend, but I just want more of a general idea of what Hallowoosh is, how it came about, what you're trying to accomplish with it, things of that nature, and then we'll talk more specifically about the one coming up. Sure, sure. Well, the, the first one happened in 2009, and, uh, you know, it was just, uh, you know, we had we had gotten booked for uh you know, to play a show, and it was Halloween weekend, so we dressed up, and and, uh, and it was a fantastic night, and we kind of dubbed it Halloween. And um, since since it was so successful, we decided to sort of treat it as a as a uh, an annual thing. And every year, it's just gotten bigger and better. And uh, you know, we're pretty fortunate that way. So, and uh, it happens to be our, happens to be our favorite time of year. And typically, and and you know, if you if you go back the last ten years, it's it's typically the best best show of the year that we perform. I don't know why, but it always ends up being the best one. And I, I mean, and you guys have an album. Correct me if I'm wrong. That actually was recorded from one of those Hallowooshes, maybe from a couple of years back. Correct. That is correct. Yeah, we recorded our third record um, at Hallowoosh 3 back in 2012. And what we did that evening was we played for about, we played three sets for about four hours, maybe a total of 35 to 40 tracks. And uh, and the toughest part of making that record was narrowing down those 35, 40 tracks to, to 12 that would fit on the CD. And so that that was really tough. But the cool thing was is that we really captured captured uh, Dizzy Woosh Live that night. And uh and uh, we thought it was it was uh wor- you know worthy of print you know it definitely was it it's uh actually a CD that I keep in my car believe it or not uh, oh well that's great yeah I dig it I listen to it all the time so you guys got your fourth album being released this Saturday the 29th at Hollywood is that right that is correct sir all right so who who's gonna be with you tell us a little bit about the night. Sure. Um, I, I think Dan, is that Danny playing the the, uh, the keyboards? <laughs> uh, we, we have a band, another band that, that uh, they're, they're fantastic. Their name is Trigger Happy. They are uh, they're, they're a local band. They play here in Western Pennsylvania uh, in the circuit with us, and they are also releasing a CD that night. So this is kind of like a, a jam packed uh, double CD release event. Uh, on, and then throw in a costume party and throw in the Halloween holiday. Uh, it's just going to be a pretty epic night. We're looking. We're really looking forward so why, to it. So why did you decide to do a dual album release? We didn't actually. <laughs> uh, back, in, uh, back in February, I, I, I got a message from from Stephen, uh, the uh, the genius behind uh, Trigger Happy, and, and he, he says he said, "Are you doing Halloween this year?" And I said, so "Stephen, it's February." Halloween is in in, in October. He's like, well, listen, you're doing Halloween. We want to play. 
I said, you got it. Because it's Deal. February. And yeah. you're asking me in February about a show in October. Let's do this. And it just so happened that their record became ready. Our record became ready all at the same time. And uh, it was a happy accident. But uh, but we're really excited about Saturday night. So it initially started as just a, a concert. And yeah, it was just going to be the it was just going to be the seventh installment of Halloween, you know, and, and then and then the way that our our year had progressed, and like Dan said, the the, the timeline of the of the CD and the finished product just so happened to match up with with the biggest show of the year for us, and uh, and coincidentally, it, it was uh, it was going to work for Trigger Happy as well. So we decided to just really uh, you know knock the socks off the people and and do a double CD release and just you know it's. it's um, uh, it, it, it's it's going to be pretty cool, and we're we're excited. They're 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 a great band, and uh, you know, to be quite honest with you, I think people are going to be just as excited uh, about their CD as, as hopefully they are about ours. I I think you're probably right on that one. We actually had Trigger Happy on the podcast yesterday. Was the recording? We're actually as listeners are hearing this right now. This is Thursday. You're when when I'm talking to you, it's Thursday. So. Um, Johnny Logger and Danny Lama, I think you guys might appreciate the fact that we're kind of talking in the future right now. Um, sure, sure. You know what I mean? So it's Thursday as people are listening to this, but on uh, Tuesday, we had Trigger Happy on, and we were discussing their album release, their um, you know joining of, of Dizzy Woosh for the event here on the 29th at the Double Wide Grill in Mars, Pennsylvania. What I was hoping is, since you guys are all one big happy family for this event coming up, um, whisper a sweet nothing to trigger happy right now <laughs> uh well you know as soon as i start to filter myself uh, you know all the all the comedic uh material just just goes out goes away so um, don't filter yourself <laughs> we have an explicit yeah. tag on itunes by the way so you can say whatever you want all right. Well, uh, if, that, if that's the case, um, you know, I, I would like my CD trigger happy with a little little uh, red ribbon bow on it, and uh, maybe uh, maybe you guys could all like you know uh, sign it to to Johnny Logger with with, with love. And uh, but you know, in real life, you know, in real life, we're we're really looking forward to, to this show. They're 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 a great group of guys, and and they're they're really kicking out some cool music. Yeah, they uh, and you guys definitely have a vibe that correlates to one another. You, you you share a lot of qualities with one another. There's actually a this space theme that we've been alluding to throughout the pod so far. At minute like 22, we've been talking about it a little bit. We're gonna get to a couple questions a little bit more about the space vibe and some thought provoking ideas here in a moment. But before we do that, I wanted to uh, introduce here. We, we're lucky enough here at the Spinning Thoughts podcast to have the uh, opportunity to play a, a track from the new album, Warm, Wormholes to Whooshville. Oh, it, great. So what we're going to do right now for our listeners, for your fans, we are going to play in its entirety 4.30 from the upcoming album, which will be released this Saturday, October the 29th on Wormholes to Whooshville 4.30. Here we go.
so that was the song 430 from the upcoming album Wormholes the Whooshville by Dizzy Whoosh. Hope you all enjoyed it as much as Brandon and myself did. Uh, Danny Lama, Johnny Lager, what are your thoughts on the song we just played? Uh, well, you know, this, this one's particularly a favorite of mine. We we had this song uh, in our pockets for like probably the last two or three years. But what was really cool was when we were developing this record, we uh, you know we we spent a lot of time on it, sort of reinvented it, and uh, I couldn't be happier with the finished product. It's it's probably probably one of my favorite tracks on the disc. How much Floyd were you guys listening to to um, get you into the groove for this one? Because I the definitely felt it. Normal amount, <laughs> which is yeah, constantly yeah. that's you the know, same for me. Yeah. <laughs> Since 1986. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing new there. Seriously, though, I, I mean, it bleeds through, and I think that's fantastic. I know it's an influence that you guys, whether it's intentional or not, definitely shows through the music. You guys cover Fearless, I believe, too, which is fantastic. And that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from the song. Was it intentional or no? No, it was unintentional. But you know what's really cool is our influences do do sort of uh, sort of surface. Um, you know, the older we get, uh, I think, and the more the more in tune our, our our style and genre, if you will, becomes. I, I I feel like those influences are sort of sort of poking through the surface more now than ever before. You know, absolutely. It's so, it's so non-intentional that it actually is surprising to us sometimes because we're like, oh, that sounds like. And we, we, we didn't mean to get there. We just sort of sound ourselves. Well, I think it's great when that happens because it just gives testament to fans in the past that have influenced you before you were musicians that maybe even inspired you to become musicians and to where you guys are now as Dizzy Woosh. Before we lead uh, off from the event on Saturday, October the 29th at the Double Wide Grill in Mars, Pennsylvania, Hallowoosh, the double uh, album release with Trigger Happy, where you guys will be releasing your new album, Wormholes to Whooshville. I want you to just elaborate slightly on Hallow Whoosh is really fantastic because it's not just a concert. You guys actually bring in a lot of really cool, different, uh, like uh, fan-engaging qualities. For example, you have costume contests and such, correct? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, what's the Halloween uh, Halloween party without costume contest? Right? No doubt. <laughs> so, do when I have costumes picked out yet? Do we? <laughs> we we <laughs> don't we Your don't yet. Costumes? We we don't. I don't. At least I don't know if Brandon does. He could. Who you, you could go as Cornelius? Who's that guy from the Rudolph? Animation. Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, you could definitely go as him with that gnarly that's ass beard. Great, I just need a hat. That's costume. that's literally all I need to do. Yeah, seriously, Brandon's right there with it. But but actually, what I wanted to get from you guys is, what are you all, Johnny Logger, Danny Lama? What are you guys going as? Well, this 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 year, uh, you know, based on based on the the, the uh, outer space theme of of the record, you know, we uh, we are all going as aliens from the planet's Woosh. Oh, um, so it so, does exist. Know, so Wooshville does exist. Well, well you know, encouraging the audience. Dude. I figured Johnny <laughs> was going to be a beer and Danny was going to be a llama. You guys are shocking me with these choices. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, planet Woosh isn't really a planet. It's actually one of three moons that orbit the, the planet Mars. Oh, okay. We got you now. We're getting a little bit closer to the location. The listeners right now are on Google Maps trying to find it as we speak. In the past, now this Watch is the <laughs> this is the seventh installment of Hallowoosh. In the past, can you just, uh, if you remember, can you tell us what some of the fans and uh, contestants were dressed as that have won in the past? Anything that stands out? 
Um, you know, last year we were a bunch of superheroes, and there was some some good uh, good fans of ours that had some some really badass superhero costumes. Um, that's the first one that comes to mind. You know, Do you remember every... the Woosh? There were there were six people. This is early on. This this might have been Halloween too. Um, there, there were six people that got together and created a a joint costume where they were a six-pack of beer. A beer. Well, you know what yeah. I thought would be really great? Instead of being a six-pack of beer, being the six members from Dizzy Woosh, wouldn't that win, huh? Well, they did that, too. There was, oh, uh, really? There was a, there, yeah, there was a group that showed up to Halloween Three, as a matter of fact. I remember now. Uh, they showed up as the Barnyard Band, which is a song that we released on our first record. And uh, there were six of them, and they showed up in barnyard animal costumes and they had little little homemade instruments and they showed up as the barnyard band i thought that was really i thought that was really clever yeah that's that's fantastic and brandon could go to halloween this weekend as your tie-dyed bearded accordion player i believe i don't think brandon's too far off from that i am not too far off from that I'm, I'm telling you, this time next Halloween, uh, tie-dyed werewolf will be the most popular costume. <laughs> That's fantastic. So we alluded to it before the song break about uh, Trigger Happy and Dizzy Woosh having a little similarity with a space theme. So what I wanted to ask you all uh, regarding this space theme that I actually really appreciate is Johnny Logger, Danny Lama, do you guys, for real, for real, do you guys think that there's life outside of Earth? One hundred Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you should see the people that come to our shows, and then if you saw them, <laughs> you, you would know, right? You would answer your own question. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess you're right. If, that does answer the question. So, <laughs> so what are these – but, again, so on a serious note – I do believe that life exists outside of Earth, and I think we're all on the same page with that idea. What is that life like? Is it humanistic? Is it cliche like they show in the movies? Is it intelligent? Is it microorganism? What do you think really is out there? Well, I, I, Angelo, if you're gonna if you're gonna question your existence, <laughs> this isn't the time nor the place. Listen, listen. If you're gonna question your existence, you've also got to question whether or not you're the only one that exists. In your existence. Oh man! So if I'm, <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, man. <laughs> if I'm a species on a planet other than planet Woosh, I'm not really worried about what you're up to. Why not? Because I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Questioning myself, and, I, and if I'm questioning myself, that would lead me to question if you exist. So we we are going, we are eventually going to come to a point where they're going to want to meet us, and we're going to want to meet them. I can't wait for that. I hope it, it comes very – it may even happen on October the 29th in Mars, Pennsylvania at the seventh installment of Hallowoosh in the double album release. So these um, life forms that exist outside of Earth, do they play music? And if they do, what do you think it sounds like? Well, you know, we got a song coming down the pike that we, we titled uh, Aliens on My Answer Machine. And when we release that on the fifth record, that will probably answer a lot of those questions. All right, so we're going to have to just kind of sit and wait on that one, right? Yeah, you're going to have to give us a call back in about a year and uh, whenever, when, that, when that record comes out. <laughs> and, and you're going to tell us then at that point where Woosville is, correct? Well, you know, like, like, I think like, you know, what Danny was saying was, you know, Woosville is, is exactly where you are uh, at, at any moment in time. It, it's everywhere, but it's nowhere. Man, that is yeah, a, that makes sense. That's a trippy, trippy way to take it. And, uh, 
I dig it. So Brandon and I on the Spinning Thoughts podcast, we do a segment when we don't have a guest on. And we also we I actually like to do it better when we have guests on. It's a segment called Lyrics as a Poem. Okay. Now, I always preface this for the listeners. We didn't tell you guys this was coming. So this is going to be a little bit of a surprise. And we really hope that you um, – participate in this what lyrics is a poem is it's where you you as the band that we're interviewing you're going to one of you both of you doesn't matter we want you to take a verse or a chorus from one of your songs and read those lyrics as a poem but in in a very soft sexual erotic (laughs) way in in a morgan freeman kind of voice yeah yes for sure. And 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 we, we, we've said this on previous episodes. Brandon did it originally on episode one to Formation by Beyonce, which I'm sure you could just imagine the insanity that that was. And it has inspired us now to continue the segment on. So, uh, Mr. Llama, Mr. Logger, can one of you, both of you, please participate in lyrics as a poem and give us a verse or a chorus from a song as erotic as you possibly can for the listeners? Preface, well, you're, preface you're the song title and let us know what it's about and throw those lyrics at us. <laughs> you're in luck because Mr. Mr. Logger is uh, second to none in my book whenever it comes to lyrics. So uh, he's about to uh, he's about to bless you. You you, you finally asked the right question. Oh, uh, I knew yeah, I yeah. knew it would come at some point. I'm just warming up. Yeah, yeah right now it's not a matter of which which lyrics I will recite, but exactly in what in what voice I will recite them in. I guess is what I'm thinking about. Um, here, we'll give this a shot. Let uh, us know the song and what, what you're going for with this, and then give us the truth. Well, the, 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 the first one that came to mind uh, to me was Positive Rock, which is literally one of the first songs that I wrote for Dizzy Woosh. It, it makes an appearance uh, as the first track on CD number one that we released in 2009, the self-titled record. Um, and, uh, it, you know, I wanted to write a song. I, I was looking at my girlfriend at the time, and I said, I'm going to write a song called Positive Rock. And that was all I had. And I went to the tablet and, and I wrote this down. And uh, this is a, this is a, this is a, taken from Positive Rock from the 2009 self-titled release. All right, let's hear it. Well, I'm locally grown, hopefully globally known, and then I'm vocally prone to get you totally stoned. Is that is that all we're getting? <laughs> is that it? Well, that, I, 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 about all you asked for. <laughs> I guess you're right. I mean, I didn't want to be greedy about it, but then I was really getting into it. You know, I was really getting into it. Well, look, let's give it up. Let's give it up for Mr. Logger. Yeah. We always appreciate. I'm gonna have to thank lower you very that much. Way. Thank you for having us. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, that that is if, another. If install- you play that back at half speed, it sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he's actually saying if we play it backwards, though. Is there a hidden message in that? Well, only only the extraterrestrials can understand it. Gotcha. Gotcha. I want to point out to you, too, as well, that that the whoosh has a special spot in my heart. Um, And, and Danny, you know my wife, Julie. Yeah. Um, Our first date was a whoosh show. That's right. Yeah, that is right. right. And they just got married less than a month ago. Yep. And uh, so I just wanted to point that out to you, uh, Danny, that I'll never forget that that first date. It was uh, it was at the Hard Rock. 
Um, you were so wasted. I I, I, thought, I was wasted. I but, you forgot oh, about no, it. No, believe no. me, I don't forget. Uh, so I just wanted That's to point fantastic. that out to you guys that I'll never forget that you guys are awesome for me. Yeah, that is cool. Do you remember? Do you remember the show? Do you remember where it was? Hard it was rock. at the Hard Rock. Okay. Uh, yep. Well, we played there quite a few times, but uh, I don't remember who else was there. Right. Uh, right. Right. It was. It definitely was a good show, and I remember it as being the third wheel. I was. I didn't go into it thinking I was going to be that, but then the sparks flew, and you know, and, and, and then that's kind of where it went. So no big deal there. Mm-hmm. Are Are you guys into politics at all? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, I think I it's like. <laughs> I think what do you want to talk about? Well, Mr. Lama, <laughs> now, now. Well, else. well, and and luckily, I don't know if we'll offend anybody, but I don't care if we do. But here's the question I wanted to ask y'all and see where you're at. So, if you had to, and maybe you want to, I'm not gonna decide for you, but if you had to or wanted to chill with Mr. Donald Trump for one day. So you either have to or you want to, and you don't. You can say which one it is. But if you had to or wanted to chill with Mr. Trump for one day, what would you and the Donald do? Other than mm. grab her by the pee. <laughs> oh, you censor that? <laughs> grab her by the pussy. I guess. Okay. I'll... Well, damn it! I wasn't trying to actually encourage you to say oh, it. Oh well, you did. Okay, you did. All right. So we we'll edit that out. But so, what would you guys do with Mr. Trump on that one day that you had to or wanted to hang out with him? Had to or wanted to? Which which one is it? Well, you tell us. <laughs> I, uh, I I I you know I would probably uh, I would I would probably just hit the snooze button and, and stay in bed for the day. But uh, so it's a half to uh, scenario for would you. He be, would it. he be laying next to you though? <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you know it's it's uh, it, it, it's 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 crazy to, to think about you know where where we're going, but. Um, <laughs> you know, as far as the you know, as far as the election goes, we're musicians, man. We don't give a shit, you know. Yeah, uh, but you also have the platform to help others give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, I, I understand that for sure. Um, you, you know, the one thing with Dizzy Wish, uh, Angelo, is that we're we're uh, we're just we're just really in real life just a bunch of happy guys. And, uh, you know, you, you, you start bringing politics and stuff into it, man, that really sucks the fun out of shit real quick. So it sure does, know, we, doesn't it? We, we, uh, we, we just try to stay, you know, tend to stay on the positive, uh, positive and fun side of things and, uh, and really just enjoy life, you know, uh, politics and stuff like that. That, that just muddies things up. Ain't that the truth. But before we give up on that notion of politics, this one's a little bit easier maybe to say, uh, Danny Lama, Johnny Logger, if one of you or both of you were the president, what would you do? What would your first order of business be if you were the president of the United States? Well, uh, I mean, I got an easy, easy out on that. Legalize it. (laughs) (laughs) Done. I would would most likely um, buy myself a, well, I mean, I'm, Am I going to get paid either way, no matter what I do with with my opportunity? Yes, you got four years, man. So unless yep. you do something that gets you thrown out, yeah, you got the salary no, for four years. No, I would I would probably just just split my salary with um, uh, you know Bernie Sanders and just go on vacation. <laughs> legalize it, legalize it. So we got one legalizing it, we got the other going on vacation. 
uh, vacation with uh, Bernie Sanders. Where? Wh- no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I, 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 would oh. I would put my salary with him so he could run the country. And, then I and he would just oh. go on vacation by himself. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> I was getting it. changes it, yeah. It does change it because my follow-up question, I'm going to ask it anyways now, even though it's, it's not what you were trying to say. Where would you and Mr. Bernie Sanders go on vacation to? Louisville. <laughs> God yeah, damn yeah. it. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not going on vacation together because he's got a lot of work to do because we're, <laughs> we're in a really bad spot. We're, we're in a really bad spot as a country. So, 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 so yeah, he has a lot of work to do. I'm going on vacation because I, I, I do not want that job. Yeah. I would never sign up for that job. And anyone who, who is, is even trying to get that job um, Insane. Should, 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 should be really, really questioned. Um, as to what their motivation is. No doubt. Yeah, that's for sure. So we're, we're coming full circle here, uh, rounding out to the end of the podcast. And um, I just wanted to thank the both of you, Danny Lama, Johnny Lager, for joining. Um, I know that we we were laughing. I was crying at one point just from asking the wrong <laughs> questions. I don't know if you could hear it. I, I, I muted it on my end. Uh, but honestly, guys, I really want to thank you because um, in, in – you know, Danny Lama, especially, uh, you know, you guys have been a, a positive influence on my life musically. I look up to you guys because of your commitment to music and the way you guys structure the band, the commitment and loyalty you have from your fans. So honestly, no jokes or all jokes aside, you know, you guys really are impressive in what you do. You're a fantastic group of individuals, very talented. And I think that all the success that you're going to gain from the new album, Wormholes to Wooshville, where it will be released this Saturday, October the 29th at the Double Wide Grill in Mars, Pennsylvania. It's all well-deserved, so I just wanted to thank you guys for... Well, no, well, thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say that. Absolutely. Uh, so before we sign off here with you guys on the Spinning Thoughts podcast, let our listeners and your fans know what's, what's coming next after... Because you have a lot really coming up this week it seems like you're kind of almost putting it all into one spot which is fantastic because you're giving people a lot to come out for but what's after this the album will be released Halloween won't come for another 365 what do you guys plan on doing after this to kind of keep the momentum going we're recording a christmas album of course <laughs> are you well, really as soon as, we get back, as soon as we get back from the japan tour we are going to release our christmas record there we go yeah. well th- there's a very limited <laughs> amount of time in between that so make it a fast trip you know what i mean right 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 you know i uh, know in real life i think the future i think we're just going to we have a couple songs in the pocket right now um you know for the next record but really i think what we'll do is spend the next few months uh, working on working on the next batch of songs and and hopefully we keep pumping out more dizzy wish music for everybody uh, you know in the future. Killer, awesome. Uh, let our listeners and your fans know where we can find you and listen to music and get to know you guys a little bit better. Do you have some uh, social media sites we can get you at or anything? Dizzywish.com. Say that yeah, again. Dizzywoosh.com is, is, a, is a good place to start. Uh, as far as getting the records, you can find those. That we, we're available on 70 different online uh, markets, anything from Spotify to, to iTunes to uh, you know, even the YouTube and all that stuff. So you can find our, our records pretty easily. Um, but uh, if you want to contact the band, you know, for sure, start at dizzywoosh.com. Um, uh, you know, we could give you, uh, we could give you our tie-dyed werewolf's personal cell phone number, too, for your <laughs> listeners. I kind of want it and see, maybe see if uh, 
you know, he'll slip out where the location of uh, Rooseville is. <laughs> Try my if luck with him. If you were interviewing him, he probably would. All right. So I called the wrong people. God damn it. <laughs> um, there, there's uh, a Republican, a very, uh, very strong Republican female. Her name's Tommy Laren. And um, you guys may have heard of her. She's very outspoken. She has a segment that she does on The Blaze or whatever the hell it's called, called Final Thoughts. Um, you know, I don't know Jerry why. Springer also has yeah, that. <laughs> but before we sign off, do you guys have any final thoughts that you want to say before we leave? Uh, you know, it's just it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Uh, you know, I appreciate the interview and I appreciate the support. Um, you know, thanks for having us on. And, um, you know, you know, hopefully, hopefully we see all you guys out there uh, for the CD release this weekend. No doubt. Can't wait for Halloween. Mr. Llama, final thoughts? Uh, congratulations, Brandon. I uh, hadn't had a chance to, to congratulate you. I think it's great that uh, you and Julie uh, had your first day at a Dizzy Woosh concert. That's I appreciate that. I'm sure. really cool. I'm sure more children and, uh, were born from the, uh, concerts than the, marriages. To uh, be on your stage, it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I was saying was, I'm sure more children were born from Dizzy Woosh concerts than marriages were born. Um, <laughs> But maybe ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing. Those little Martian yeah, babies yeah, are running yeah, around. Yeah, sure, you know. Hey, um, Danny Lama, Johnny Logger, thank you so much for joining us on the Spinning Thoughts podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to listening to the new album Wormholes to Wooshville in its entirety. Check out these dudes in Dizzy Woosh at the Double Wide Grill DJ in Mars, Airglow, Pennsylvania. What? What's that? DJ Airglow. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's another. <laughs> that's another side. So you're giving away secrets here. You know, I'm trying to keep things separate. Um, my dude, my dude. <laughs> but hey, guys, seriously, thank you for jumping on this, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys again. Okay. That was great. Thank you. All right, See fellas, you, my brothers. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Once again, I want to thank Danny Lama and Johnny Logger from the band based out of Mars, Pennsylvania, Dizzy Woosh, for joining us on episode seven of the Spinning Thoughts podcast. B Dog, what you thinking? I think it's excellent. And I think, uh, like we said in our interview with Stephen King from Trigger Happy, if you got plans this Saturday, cancel them. Head out to Hollowoosh because it's one hell of a party, my man. That is Saturday, October the 29th at the Double Wide Grill in Mars, Pennsylvania for a double album release. Trigger Happy's new album, The Boy Who Lived, and of course, Dizzy Woosh's new album, Wormholes to Woosville this Saturday at the Double Wide Grill in Mars, Pennsylvania. Make sure you follow the Spinning Thoughts podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Check out our website at www.spinningthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Signing off from the Spinning Thoughts podcast, this is Angelo. And this is Brandon signing off from the Spinning Thoughts podcast world music megaplex at Evergreen Studios. Peace. Peace out. Peace out.